Hi, I'm Orla McNeilis. And I'm Ricardo Deacon. Because it's another musical episode. <laughs> Where every word is sung. Not in the episode, but in the movie. <laughs> and you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. Welcome to the Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen, we watch it, and then we meet to discuss it. This week's film is The Umbrellas of Cherbourg from 1964, directed by Jacques Demy, produced by Mag Baudard, written by Jacques Demy, music by Michel Legrand, cinematography by Jean Rabier, edited by Anne-Marie Contré and Monique Tesseret, starring Catherine Deneuve, Nino Castelnuovo, Anne Vernon, Marc Michel, and Ellen Farner. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you, you got those names. Got those names. <clears throat> and I'm a very poor hype man. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis is as follows. Genevieve, a beautiful young French woman who works at a small town boutique selling umbrellas, falls for dashing mechanic Guy. Their brief romance is interrupted when Guy is drafted to serve in the Algerian War. Though pregnant by Guy, Genevieve marries an older businessman, Roland, moving away from Cherbourg. Guy returns wounded from the war and must readjust to civilian life in a world without Genevieve. 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 Yeah, Genevieve. Just starts getting like <laughs> obsessed with uh, it was a Crosby, Stills and Nash song. <laughs> Uh, so this week's film is picked by Ricardo. Of course. <laughs> a musical? What? Uh, so, we were, <laughs> Ricardo, why did you pick this movie? I was just, like, for one, I love this movie. So, uh, going right out of the bat and saying that. Um, off the bat? Uh, yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> sound of, like, a baseball hitting the bat and going for the stance there. Crack. Crowd fucking <laughs> rises up in the feet. Uh, hits the foul pole, um, and everybody cries. No, like it's a uh, it's a movie that I uh, absolutely love, and every time that I watch it at a different age, I get something different from the movie. And I think it's a very wise movie, regardless of the style that it is made. Uh, Jacques Demy is a genius on portraying uh, regular lives through the artifice of cinema and uh, making them like bigger and bolder because of that and making you realize the the drama of just a normal life and in this case using the the concept of an operetta that is not even a musical it's more mm. like an opera that even the the passages in between it's all song. Song. it's all yeah. song yeah there's no but like you have stuff like uh Hamilton or Le Mis that everything is sung but everything are songs is that here there's bridge parts with mm. like wall to wall score which makes it I think that for somebody that don't doesn't like musicals as much as you like you I thought that it perhaps would make it more palatable because you're always on that mode you're never mm. Hopping back and forth, yeah, which is always not, the, the hardest that, moment. You yeah. know, that's supposed to kind of shock to the system of, oh, now it's time for the big musical yeah. number. Yeah. And as well, there's no dancing or anything. It's yeah. almost like uh, that it becomes part of the montage of the, the actual way of the movie being blocked or the, the way that the performances are, mm. per se. 
and uh, more importantly a musical needs to a musical needs to warn to be a musical you know it, it can't be just a story that would be better told without music let's say yeah so something like Le Mis for me it works as a musical uh, rather than just a movie adaptation or like the stage play because it's such a big book that you're adapting down that you the music helps to bridge the gap of shit that you left out of the book you know you don't have time for it yeah like even emotional shit that if it's like a scene that you don't have enough time to actually plant the moment the music can bring you on and i think what this movie does is really uh, make literally operatic one of the most like but wise and touching love stories i think it's a very moving picture as well Mm. and i also thought that it'd be interesting because it's clearly one of the major inspirations for la la land and (laughs) taking that you quite dislike la la land i thought that would be a good uh at least jumping off point for you that you'd go like oh perhaps i didn't like the umbrellas of sherbert but it's better than la la land uh, so I didn't think that would be like that slated straight away but yeah like I think it's a movie that there's a lot to be talked about and uh, yeah and we'll get to all those points obviously so but more more importantly uh, before we do that uh, I need to know what footing I am am I at a war footing or uh, <laughs> are we going to be gushing over for an hour <laughs> There is something in between, you know. Um, no, there's not, Orla. <laughs> this is the 21st century, okay? <laughs> Hate it or love it. Hate it or love it. Um, well, first of all, I'd say... Um, did I like this more than La La Land? <sighs> yes. I liked this more than La La Land. Oh, wait, that pause, though. That pause. <laughs> I liked this more than La La Land, but mainly because there isn't a massive amount that I liked about La La Land, and... I didn't like the characters in La La Land and the music I thought was, the music was fine. Um, I've, I've Ultimately, I felt that La La Land didn't really have an awful lot to say about, despite having these grand ideas of, of kind of like, you know, like the, after watching this, I see what La La Land wanted to be and it does not achieve it in the way when you talk about the wiseness of this movie and the themes of this movie and the kind of the bittersweet nature of this movie. Like La La Land is trying so hard to get that and I think ultimately basically fails. Even so, the same basic structure almost. Yeah, yeah, like oh my god. I didn't think that watching something um would make me like La La Land even less, <laughs> but there we are. Um in, in saying that though, um uh it's interesting that you were saying uh <laughs> that you know, it, it needs to, to warrant being a musical. Um, and the whole way through this, all I could think was, imagine if this wasn't a musical and how much I would like it. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, I, I, I kept trying to ground myself and think of the things I liked. And I liked the characters, although... Catherine Deneuve, I don't know if she's as wonderful in this as 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 people seem to think, but I love those those two characters. I think he's great. It they, you know it's it's really capturing the young you know wistful love and you know the not, not it's not like that the the life is so crushing, but it, it's that kind of like 
you know, the mixture of like obligation and how, you know, ultimately maybe your dreams won't come true, but that that is just how life is. It is bittersweet. And what's funny about this movie is that as well, which we can get to later, but it's kind of the opposite of a lot of movies that we've talked about in that the absolutely fantastic ending uh, almost elevates the rest of the film. Like, I think the ending is something quite perfect um, and, and really encapsulates all the themes that I think this film is trying to say, like, you know, that it's trying to say. But um, the, the whole way through it, all I could think was, stop singing every word. Oh, God. Like, it, it's just, like... <laughs> but it's in French, or like oh, that. Doesn't, you... No, it doesn't matter. Like, I, 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 I just... It's it's like and then up and up and up and every sentence going up and up and up and down and down and down and up and up and up and it's like oh sweet mother of God like I was watching this and I was just like gritting my teeth. Jesus, you wouldn't like to go to an opera or like no no I have like there is not one part of me. Well, the thing about opera is that opera is 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 like physical. It's you know it's the it's the sheer power like power of the voices and i think that i'd probably appreciate that for about 10 minutes now i get sick of it and probably hate it but um <laughs> sorry you're kind of, i'm but, just rolling my eyes there like <laughs> silently uh, i couldn't tell from your beady little eyes uh, <laughs> beady little eyes sorry um not a marsupial or something <laughs> not a marsupial um yeah so i mean even just from from say like wait, a, wait, a, like practi- a-, a practical practical point of view okay like when we talk about the singing it, it's like it takes them longer to say sentences because yeah. they're singing them yeah so it takes them longer to say things so at the end of a scene you haven't learned a massive amount and it's taken a long time and all the movie has been doing to a certain extent, I do think the performances are very good, is singing at you. So eventually telling you everything all the time. I, I, and I, like, I couldn't disagree more. Oh, well, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I think that just, I need, I need to like, kind of like establish this as kind of like properly at the start is that um, I, I get what, he was trying to do with this and I don't agree that because I was reading reviews of it and I was like reading negative reviews and I was kind of like no that's not really like we're, they're like you know, oh it's a confection it's you know it's all it's just bright colours and whatever and I was like no like there there's very clearly an underlying idea here and he's really he manages to really capture something of the that youthful love and, and you know or even about like, Sherbrooke that is shot on location but that, it looks that, like oh a my, film like set the location is just it's you know the colours because they painted the whole like the town that way but what I love as well is like it, I didn't realise Sherbrooke was a real place <laughs> yeah Sherbrooke is like the, the little like you have like Normandy and then to the if you're looking at a map to the east of Normandy it's like the Pas de Calais where the uh, where the tunnel is yeah, to the yeah. UK and the peninsula to the left of Normandy is Cherbourg. The little bit that sticks out that, like, when you get a ferry from 
Ireland to France, it stops to Cherbourg because it's like yeah. the port town there. Yeah. And also saw like fighting in World War One, uh, World War Two. So if you see like they didn't cover all the bullet holes that because <laughs> France was still poor as fuck after the mm. war. Uh, good old De Gaulle, right wing. <laughs> they didn't learn that. Um, <laughs> they learned their lesson. It's fine. But like you, socialism for all. But you see the like how it's still damaged, but people are like they didn't they weren't in the war, so it's, it's something that I was thinking that it's weird watching the movie from now. That is one of the new takes that had, that her mom had been a kid in Cherbourg during the war. Yeah. At least, well, she's in her 40s, so she was already an adult, let's say. Yeah. And maybe her dad is gone because he was in the army and died in the war because he's never mentioned. Yeah. And But they are like this young love that they don't know anything about the world or whatever. And then like the world yeah, it feels very, eats him up. Yeah, like, it feels very, ins- you know, it, it is this like the warm, safe bosom of this little town. And, like, obviously the mother is there constantly telling her, like, you know nothing. You know nothing of love. Yeah. You know nothing of life. And, and John Snow. And, of course, of course, life comes and, and you know, kicks them both in the face. But why did they have to sing it, Ricardo? Because, because part of it as well, it's, like, both the way that it looks. And I think the, the reconstruction of the, in the 90s, that because it was shot, it oh, shot the in... Oh, I watched the Criterion remastered yeah. oh my god the colors it looks phenomenal because if you watch the the, the previous versions before that they were in tv it, it's dreadful everything looks green because it's sh- yeah, an eastman tree strip technicolor oh. so like the the reds and the blues just fade away and just yeah. left with the greens and it looked like puke <laughs> and uh but oh, no. agnes vardo who is jacques demi's wife and yeah. she's one of the best French directors of all time, never mind best female French director. Uh, <laughs> uh, perhaps even a better director than Jacques Demy. But like a, well, a, a, I would say so, <laughs> with my limited experience of her Jacques Demy. Uh, I'd recommend, uh, like, she did a movie about his childhood when he was dying, uh, like a tribute to him and Sherbrooke and, oh, Sherbrooke and stuff. Yeah. It, like, it's very interesting, their lives, like how they intertwine, like Such art cool and stuff. a couple, like... Yeah, yeah, like ridiculous, like a genius in the way. But I think that it like singing for one. This is like the end of a trilogy of movies that he did about uh, yeah Sherberg and one of them, the the Roland characters in Lola. He the story that Roland tells. Are they all about Sherberg? Are they just about that? It's about that area. Yeah, the uh, the the song that Roland sings about a girl that he fell in love with. And she slighted him. Mm. Uh, that is the plot of the previous movie called Lola. Oh, and so they Roland are very in, directly tied. Like Roland then. is okay. a char- one of the main characters of the other movie. So this is like a direct sequel kind of thing. Yeah. But, okay. Like kind of sideways sequel, but it's interesting because Lola is not a musical. Like you only did another musical called uh, with uh, also with uh, Catherine Deneuve and her sister, but her sister died after the, the movie came out, like a two months after the movie came out. Yeah. So oh, it's like a really happy movie, but at the same time, it's really sad because you know what happened, and it's called La Demoiselles de Rocket uh, Four. which Yeah, which is like completely different to this, which is amazing because this is kind of like a m- very minimal operetta, while the other one is like proper Hollywood kind of musical with Gene Kelly. <laughs> so, mm. in it. 
But I think that they needed to sing above everything because that's what he does. It's like he uses the artifice of cinema to uh, bring up uh, the plight of like normal people. It's like stories that you never imagine a musical to be about. Yeah. But the only time that you but see a musical... But even that this is... Even that like the kind of sad romance of like two young people in a tiny town. It's not even like the kind of, the you know, of like the romance of big musicals. It's just like a little... You know, like on no, just like a little small story. Yeah, and that's why he wanted to like small town, small story, small thing, big emotions, big because it's to show how the yeah. little things into in people's like when that scene when they they say goodbye from the moment that he gets drafted oh, God. <laughs> to the moment they say goodbye, the music is just building to that moment. Yeah, and the music is so good as well because Michelle Grant is. A yeah, really the, good composer. The actual music I I liked. Um, yeah, I do have one problem with um, uh, that that the very end of part one, say like whenever they're saying goodbye, and it, it I mean, they say like mi amor and je t'aime about five hundred times, and I know that obviously this is supposed to be like the young love thing, and like everyone has done this, like this kind of you know what I mean, like yeah. that obsessive, like ridiculous, nothing matters, nauseating kind of thing. You don't understand, we're in love, you know, and it's like. Yeah, but they, they, you know, they, and they, I understand that that's kind of you know, and that's fine. But and after also, a like while, in the period is that it's like two years that they she won't see his face. It's not like nowadays yeah. that you disappear and it's like, oh yeah, I'll face you, t- FaceTime you when I'm in LA <laughs> or whatever. It's like fucking by the time that the, like if you just think about like the letters that he's sending, by the time that the letter arrives from Algier to him to yeah. her, like she he might be in hospital before the letter gets to her. You know, yeah. it's not. Like, that's why I think that the emotions are so big and why, like, stuff like marriage after it, like, more, like, you hear so many stories about, like, American soldiers in France that they meet a girl one night in the village and then the war ends and they go back to find her Mm. and then they get married and go back to the States and they live forever. uh, Well, like, not happy because it's marriage, but you know what I mean. Uh, But... The, Whoa. <laughs> okay. Um. But like, <laughs> relationships rely. Um. But what I mean is that, like, I don't. I, for one mo, not one moment. Even though they're singing, I feel that there's a false emotion in this movie, and I think that that's important because there's no a moment neither. of like me, a, me, me neither. Like, a song for the sake of a song. Let's no, say. and and like I think fundamentally, my problem with this is like a. Is that you just don't like musicals? I, just like I, I just, I can... just don't like the singing. That, that, because like, it's especially. I know what you were trying to do as well with like the fact that this is, um, it's not cutting and you're not having kind of like that, the sort of jolt back into a big musical number. Um, but I'm starting to think maybe that I like that more than, than, than this because. I did think that because I kind of saw that, you know, like this is all song when I put it on and I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, I, I tried so hard because I, you know, to like lock in because I really want, because I love this little world and the, the characters and the everything. And I was like, take me. But <laughs> it just was blocked constantly by like, Genevieve. <laughs> like, oh, shut up. Yeah, but the, the, like, like for the big numbers, the music is very catchy. And But I don't speak French, so I annoy <laughs> the shit out of people in the bus. I imagine just like <laughs> singing to myself. But with this as well, like that I that I found as, uh, that every character, you, you can make the main character almost. Uh, well, one 
performance wouldn't be up there, but the character itself, as it is written, could be, I think. I don't know about the, the, the mother and the aunt. And maybe Mag... What's her name? Mag- Madeline. Madeline as well. Yeah, like also Ma- Madeline is, is I like called a weird performance I ca- there. she's so fucking weird. I called that though from the first minute I saw her. I was well, like, like, he's gonna get with her. But if you hear the the like, musical note that comes in there, it's meant to for you to go that they're gonna be end up together because it's straight weird, away because she's so weird. Yeah, like, like she, you know what I guess with her watching her uh, yeah. I get the the uncanny valley feeling it just looks like the she is kind of a CGI character or something oh yeah because she has this she kind of blank stare she, that but is, the way she she just kind of moves around the frame it's as if she's not it, it's you know She's stalking gay. That's yeah, it. Like she's like, she's, but she but was a good hunter. But, no, but, but then like, in the last scene, she's great. Like uh, yeah, yeah. But like even say, um, like whenever she's there, whenever they, uh, whenever um, what do you call her? Genevieve gets married, and it just like pulls back, and like she's just there, like watching. I was like, you fucking creepo. Like <laughs> so weird. Takes off a of Michael yeah. Myers. Oh. <laughs> um, is that a baby driver reference? <laughs> yeah, actually, like, uh, oh, it's Edgar more Wright, for the, the Halloween pod. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like she's got like fucking. Oh yeah, I met him once. Uh, then just go retracting our it's statements as we go husband. along. Yeah, it's my future husband you're talking about. Um, and my current lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, first question: What? Uh, do you think of Roland and the idea that Genevieve ends with Roland instead of Guy? Like, I know that the ending itself you really like, but um, it also, like, Guy disappears for the second part. So, it's a two question. Which of the three acts is your favorite? And, uh, I think, what the, do you last, think? the last act is probably my, my favorite. Like, not just because of the ending, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that you were saying about how um, you get something different from this every time you watch it. And I would imagine, like, in the way that, like, when we were talking about um, uh, Richard Linklater and how you get something different from each movie depending on what point in your life you are. And I feel that, like, maybe if I'd seen this younger, I would have hoped, or I would have more shipped, let's say, the main couple. You know what I mean? And being like, you know, oh, it's such a tragic loss, but... Watching it now, you know, having been out in the world and had relationships and understanding the idea of, like, life after relationships and all that kind of thing and how, like, you know, that, that sort of, like, childish ideal of, like, you know, oh, this is my, my like, the person I'm going to be with. I couldn't imagine anyone else or whatever. So, but I, I think that, that it, it, the way it is in the film, it, it, it makes sense that, that they don't end up together, like, to answer the first part of that question. Um, and I think that that then gives us that perfect little ending. Um... Although it's slightly weird that he doesn't want to see his child, but anyway. yeah. But at the same time, it's like if you like that at the this moment is already uh, kind of okay. He knew that the child existed, but didn't need to deal with it. And it's something like you can tell that he's kind of forgetting about, or mm. like forcing himself to forget the same way, like a shoving the war in the background kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like the past life, and now he has this idyllic present so i think that it would have been crossing that line that he has denotated so much so that it's like standing inside and i outside. suppose as well that for him that child represents the beautiful past yeah. that is gone forever um 
Yeah. Uh, Together with for, his footballing career. <laughs> yeah. Um, for Roland, um, when Roland first turned up, I was a bit like, uh, this is a bit weird. Mostly because, like, the mother so pushes him on her. And it's that, that like, that one sort of, like, creepy scene where she's, like, it's going along the mannequins. And mannequins are creepy anyways. And then she's there, like, you know, and it cuts to the wedding. And then it's the end of that sequence is even creepier because Madeline is there. But anyways. Um, so it's all for you, Damien. <laughs> but, but what I like um, about the Roland character is that ultimately he is a good guy. In that it kind of is able to show how you can be with someone and be happy but still always have that kind of like you know what if of with the other person and that how she sort of ends up going for him because of obligation yeah but it sort of seems to kind of work out for her you know what i mean like in 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 it's I think that's kind of why I like the the third act so much. Um, like I don't know, maybe in ten years I'll watch it again and, and like a different well, part like of it. A, but that's the 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 word. Just to address two things that you brought up there. Uh, with the Roland character, the way that she comes back, I think it's genius that she's still mourning for her mom. So you don't know if she's sad because of that, but it's yeah. further. But it's <laughs> sufficiently uh, in the past that it can still be making her melancholic and sad, but not be like distraught or yeah. is it her current life that is bringing her down because the comparisons to her I and suppose Guy, you can read it yeah whichever way it's like mm. genius because it's very uh non-specific to what emotions she's feeling at that time and also uh with regarding the mother Depending on which time I see, I think that she's trying to get him for herself or for yeah, Madeline. Yeah, I didn't think for, that initially. Uh, but then in that scene where she, he's like, you know, oh, I wanna, I wanna, like, propose to to Genevieve or whatever, and, and she's shocked. Is she shocked? Is she, she shocked? But like, I think she's shocked because I think that she, he, he was gonna, uh, she was going um, for I don't like know if that's why she's on shocked, this watch. Though. But last time we thought something else. That's yeah, why I love this yeah, movie. It's kind of. That I was like. Oh. Well, I think as well is that it's it's interesting seeing emotion when people are singing because it's like you know it's you're doing like making different. You know what I mean? It's different from showing emotion while talking. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a different sort of, and obviously like these are not. Um, I don't know about the mother. They're not like musical. Well, like all the people. Uh, the way that there was going to be another question. Uh, if you can just. Put that hat over somewhere else. <laughs> that hat. Like every time that I watch it, it's a different. I think that, uh, well, from this watch at least that I got is that the mother wants Roland for herself because he's kind of like in the middle age between uh, yeah. Genevieve and herself. And I think that when Roland declares his love for Genevieve, she goes like, oh, if I can't have him, my daughter should kind of thing. That well, it's she, kind of rolls with the punches. I think as well as that, like, she doesn't, she's not, well, she's not necessarily, it's not really about attraction for yeah. her. It's that money, money, this man will look after us, money, 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 money. Yeah. So then whenever, like, he's like, oh, Genevieve. Because you, like, with <clears throat> the fucking amount of rain in this movie, you're kind of surprised <laughs> that they need money for an umbrella shop. Like. Well, there's like... <laughs> 
there's like six umbrellas in the whole shop <laughs> like, it's like how much can an umbrella really be worth <laughs> like it's... well like at that time it wouldn't be like that you could get a, a discardable guinness fucking touristy yeah, yoke it, like you'd have like with metal handles and like yeah, yeah. ornate shit well, like... yeah you would have you'd have your umbrella it would be like you know it was like a, a piece of clothing you know that you yeah and it was uh, like a good coat you know you'd... yeah and in the way of status you never see in old movies like poor people just like put their colors up and get Newspapers. the flu and die like <laughs> <laughs> oh poverty um <laughs> Like um, okay. Anyways, um, the the going back to the door that we just closed that we're reopening now. Mm-hmm. Uh, many many times later. That this movie, uh, the the actors are dubbed by other people. It's not them singing. No, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and my take is like, what do you think that affects on the performance in a way? I didn't. F- find it massively distracting i think for us as non-french speakers this is always going to be different i'd like to ask a french speaker yeah like what the experience is for them because we're obviously we've already got that section that's you know removed because of the subtitles and you know what i mean so that even though they're, they're singing it's you know it you can get emotion from why so yeah. you're reading and seeing you know what i mean you can you can obviously because otherwise like watching foreign films would be terrible but yeah. like um at, you know at the same time there's always that little bit of re- removal from it um i think as well um this goes back to what i was saying about how they're shoving so much into each f- fucking interaction between characters that for if it, i think if, if it wasn't for um the two leads and they're just unwavering like charisma and although mm, her not as much i find her a bit sort of but um i really like her performance in this i like her i yeah like she she's still like way better than anybody of the other you know what i mean like but i I prefer him i like um, the jeweler as well uh yeah actually yeah also like his voice was quite cool but um, also he was singing more than the rest of them were. Yeah. Whereas like the rest of it felt like singy talkiness. And that was part of the reason I didn't like it. Because um, I like singing. Like I have no problem with the singing. It's the singy talky. Uh. But um, uh, yes, it felt really loaded. You know what I mean? With, with yeah. words and words and singing, 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 singing. And there was like, there was no pauses between it. It was just like constant talking. So... I think if if those two main performers weren't able to like portray it while going la 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 la, you know what I mean? Like that that like sometimes I would just not even look at them. You know what I mean? It was like in the eyes of like of the actual emotion rather than just like the fucking mundane words they were saying of like on top of each other. Um, so I think if, if without that, I think it would be more difficult. And I think that kind of explains why I didn't think the mother or the aunt Roland's okay. I think I'd probably like Roland more if he didn't have that mustache. But um, Oh, come on, the pencil <laughs> mustache. The Clark Gable, come um, on. So I feel that, like, the mother, and as well, obviously, like, the mother, her face is so coated with makeup that it's kind of hard for her to move and show emotion. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, but like, come on, like the mother would have um, been great in a kind of like almost uh, Robert Altman esque kind of like hi- not heist, but kind of like hijinks trying to uh, yeah, uh, like to keep the shop it's open. Like she's walked out of a different film, I think maybe, and yeah, I just I I find her a bit yeah. Um, and the old aunt could be because of her knowledge of love and shit and all the the little tidbits that even though it's like oh just slightly creepy uh, oh you're messing up my hair it's like he's not that uh, was really kind of weird but like it reminded me but i couldn't stop laughing because it reminded me of like rose in titanic like (laughs) old rose (laughs) old rose (laughs) i never let go um she just fucking lets the 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 diamond fall it's like oops (laughs) oops people have died we wasted billions of dollars to find this diamond Oops. (laughs) Oops. <laughs> Go be with the man that I let die. Oops. <laughs> there was definitely enough room on that board. But um uh yeah, so just it had enough board to make like a cheese board beside him, like a roll of Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there surely was good cheeses in the Titanic come on like she could have got him to lie on top of her which would even have helped with her heat retention I mean like it was just a bad decision it was a bad decision I think that the flotation physics of it because the central gravity would be too high I think it would be kind of would have had to be a side by side kind of job yeah yeah. Mm, okay or spooning type job that also would have provided uh, heat and also presented by Keanu Reeves (laughs) that was a deep reference there (laughs) That was. I'm quite proud of that. I had to keep this in because that was gold. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the 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 whole pregnancy uh, subplot? And as well, uh, do you think that they lost their virginity together on that fateful night? Uh yes, I think they lost their virginity together. Um, yeah, it, it felt sort of slightly. Like he then found it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was funny was that when I was watching it, and I was like. You know, because it has, I think actually, like, despite the fact that that was all wrapped up in the whole, like, je t'aime, je t'aime, je t'aime, like, shut up. Um, it, that, it really got the kind of, like, cause as, it, as it got closer and closer to them, like, going into his apartment and stuff, and I was like, <gasps> are they actually, are they actually, you know, and then it's like, she's pregnant, so yes, they obviously did. But it kind of gets that kind of, like, heightened, like, <gasps> running through the night and, like, sneaking around thing of, like, when you're 17 and you live with your parents and you're like. My grandma is, a, is almost a- dead, she will notice. <laughs> <laughs> It's in, you know it's 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 it captured that sort of like illicit kind of like sneaking around kind of thing of like you know young love or whatever, but um but it it also then never she's actually pregnant even though like it's a kind of sort of like neat little kind of like uh plot kind of <laughs> contrivance sort of yeah well not contrivance but like you know more shit happens it's, yeah you know it's a bit it's a bit of a kind of a like you know sort of I guess but at the same time like well yeah nineteen sixty four. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of daring for the time. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe not so much in France, but yeah, it, it well either way, as I was watching it, her being pregnant felt kind of like whoa, like whoa, and then you know, like oh my god, they actually did have sex, and oh my god, now she's pregnant. What is she gonna do? And then kind of like the fact that um, I like what I like about this as well. Um, actually, just thinking about it is um. 
the fact of like her whole pregnancy and stuff and that they don't really have that kind of thing of like other people judging her and like you know what I mean it's very much centralized around her and her her mother and and then Roland and then obviously like Roland is such a hero for not judging her for already being pregnant which is fair enough this is 1964 you know like and even now someone being pregnant with someone else's child that's you know like fair enough to Roland for like you know being like Genevieve I'm okay with this um but uh we yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought it was, you know, despite it feeling a little bit kind of like, yeah, but uh, I you know I, I thought it was an interesting plot point and and kind of how they sort of um, it was it's an it's an interesting kind of like passage of time sort of thing as well. It's like how pregnant she is and stuff, which is kind yeah. of like a neat little visual thing. And also like the the whole way that you don't know who is to blame for the letters because one complains about that their the letters are not often enough and the other person oh, complains yeah, that, yeah, that the letters that are not too distant yeah that she's uh what's the word he uses um without conviction yeah she wrote without conviction yeah uh, which is, you know, a nice sentence. But at the same point, it was literally like, you know, then he's like, I'm back. Jenna, you was married. I hate her. Oh. He goes to the <laughs> fucking laundromat. Like, but then he's like, oh, Madeline, how's she? <laughs> and then the nurse, or the nurse. Yeah, but after um, he had sex with the prostitute that he calls Genevieve yeah. and like while he's going on a bender, his aunt dies. And... Yeah, the whole, that was going to be one of the reasons why I didn't really like the, the metal part. Um, like the return. Um, yeah. Oh, the return is the third part. Oh yeah. Is the the, the oh the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. departure okay, the absence. That's actually not my favorite. Actually, uh, yeah, the middle part. Return. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like the whole thing of like, oh, he becomes a drunk as well, and it's kind of a bit. Well, he has a gamby leg. <laughs> gamby leg. <laughs> yeah. I did like though. Well, like two films what in a row they? with gamby legs. Yeah. <laughs> One of the cutest things though is like whenever he has like his little model and he like puts it down, it's like ah, oh, And uh, I, I absolutely like there's like such a good use of the cooler shop effect. Uh, well, like I don't th- no, it's not a cooler shop effect. No. But the uh, but it's similar. But there's the idea of, uh, when he's sitting in the same chair that uh, when they said goodbye not when they said goodbye when they're singing about him leaving yeah he goes to have a glass of wine there oh and, and then the bar restaurant he plays yeah, yeah. and then the i love how it's such a french like you know i'm going on a bender dry white wine please <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> you could just drink some more space and leave I know, like, and the guy's like, you're always here with your massive bills what do you think like Besides, like, exploring a little bit more because it's, like, the, the boat that ties the entire movie together kind mm. of thing. Um, what do you think of the ending in the sense of what dreams are? <laughs> what dreams are? Yeah. Dreams not in the sense of, like, when you sleep. Yeah, dreams, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. As Aspirations. In, like, aspirations, what dreams truly are. <laughs> let me uh is this is this related it. is this related to your wish that you hoped less in college or i mean well, just as, uh, well like uh it might be uh, part you... three but it okay, might be cool. part three hold of on, uh hold on hold on can i can i ask you a question yeah do you think that the ending is depressing well it depends on when i watch <laughs> okay well this time you watched it did you think the ending was depressing no okay why because uh, 
both of them get a part of their dreams. Like she gets his daughter, which she names Francois, mm. as they were she gonna said, call her. Yeah. And he what gets, if it's a boy? It'll be a girl. <laughs> he gets the petrol station where the family and the dream that he has to like run it and stuff. And what I think as well is that they were too different to for that dream to work, especially how they change after he's gone. They were perfect mm. for each other before he left for Algeria. But when he came back, she wouldn't have the patience to deal with him the way that he is. Yeah. And he wouldn't have uh, the love for her that she needs to, like, you know, like, being a woman in fucking 1960s is not an easy thing to do in yeah. France kind of thing. And not, like, only, like, security and stuff, because uh, obviously she's already working in the umbrella shop and she has no problem with working somewhere else. It's not that she's afraid of work and she needs the rich dude kind of thing. Yeah. But I need, I think especially for the daughter, I think that that she... When she the says... Kind of support of the... Yeah, that <laughs> when she says when in the first part that she goes, oh, it doesn't matter if we have kids or whatever, if we're poor, it'll be okay. And I think it's one of the things that, like, with age, she would have realized that... It's it not great to be. It wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah, but with Madeline, it's enough for her because her love for Guy, like they end up with people that love them more than they love them. Yeah. Let's say, but it works better because they're very self-centered people. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think that they like they probably if Guy had come back and they Genevieve would never were have stayed there, yeah. Like they would, you know, like it's. And then would have been like a broken dream that now at least there's like the melancholic of the past mm. and melancholia of what could have been but that what could have been is much better than what really would have happened if yeah in the alternate it, timeline yeah well i don't know if he hadn't gone to war because that obviously changes him and the distance changes her as yeah, well and I mean, like being life, single pregnant life kind of thing changes them as much yeah. as you know if they just continue down you know what i mean like that that they change themselves and life also changes them, if you know what I mean. But, like, probably fundamentally, as people, they were never going to work together. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm... but then sometimes I watch the ending and I go, oh, no wonder how much Madeline and Roland tried their best. Their life partners would never love them as much as they deserve. And then that makes me sad. <laughs> it's depending on what side that I'm watching it. Or the... So even though their dreams let's say that that came the question there mm. is that the dreams that they had even though they both let's say get really the dream but just with different people yeah is that i don't think that the dream itself was big enough for either of them yeah you know like their combined dream yeah their combined dream or like a separate dreams mm that they were never going to satisfy them. And that's the thing with dreams is that even when you get them, then you have the next dream. It's like, he's probably dreaming of opening the second petrol station or well, having it. whatever. Yeah, and as well, is that like, whenever we get, well, I think it's interesting about this and probably why maybe it, it won't kind of get the third take of say something like before midnight and then that kind of thing is because they're still quite young at the end of this. Yeah. And although you can kind of imagine the future, we don't have that next level. You know what I mean? Of, of like when their kids are growing up and you know, what, you know, like as you move through life, 
you know, obviously you have less, let's say you wouldn't, you wouldn't call them dreams necessarily because you're like in your 30s yeah. and life is too serious to call shit dreams. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? How like, but you still have things that you want to do with your life and like, you know, you still strive to have satisfaction. And, and then you put you know, posters and company walls as like dream goals are dreams with a timeline. Oh, I think that it was a good uh, kind of link up between uh, Patterson, uh, fucking uh, Chris Mackey, and this that it's all like normal lives. It's like a trilogy of like normal lives that we've done in, in the podcast kind of thing. And how each director uh, approaches really differently the artifice of cinema because obviously you're introducing mm. a language into everyday life and compressing it and. <laughs> And such. Girls, Maggie, <laughs> Jeremy, Jimmy. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, but like, um, I'm gonna pick an Agnes Varda movie as well. At some point, I was uh, tempted to to pick her this mm. week, but I just thought that like I really wanted to talk about this movie. Um, I think that I didn't. I really like. I I really really wanted to to like it, and I obviously as we've said, I there were things I liked about it, but it frustrated the freaking shit out of me because I was just. You couldn't go past the, the same. I could, no. What I was trying to get at is um, for a last question. Well, it's not really a last question. It's like a, a last point for myself that I want to respond from mm-hmm. you. Is that when you were mentioning there about like what we were talking about the before trilogy or uh, Link Play, you know, the, um, this movie, every time that I watch it, I think that because it's not as... A specific for time period as his movies are mm. in the sense of like one <laughs> afternoon is that it gives you a bigger picture of their character because it's not the change of what happens in one afternoon and then what happens like in the years in between let's say then in this case is like you see two or three years of their lives uh two years and then the epilogue yeah so f- for me, is that every time that I watch it, as I get older and older, is like now I, it's the first time that I watch it since I surpassed their age, even for the ending of the movie. And I was sitting there going, oh, what would I be doing like if I had my own business and a fucking family and shit at their age? But and war and everything and realize how much life they've had, had you know, yeah. and now they're supposed to went to college. Yeah. <laughs> And had a few drunken adventures and scares, but both internal and external. Yeah. Like but, <laughs> but in this case, it's like that big. But at the same time, it's, when I watched it the first time, I was like right in, like I was like 19, 20 maybe. Uh, right in there with them, like when they were kids. It's like, that's what love is about. And yeah. then it's like thinking that <laughs> love I was... find that one day? Yeah, and thinking that it's like love I is going to triumph. And like when they get to the end, it's we like... And now we're in love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, damn. Um, thinking that when uh, she shows up at the end, I was like, "Oh fuck, they're gonna, they're gonna be together. Leave, fucking weird, Madeline, dead eye. Dead, dead. <laughs> Leave, fucking ET. Let her call home. Uh, but like, it, no, she looks like a body snatcher. That uh, she looks like Rod- Donna Sutherland walking to the screen in the end of the. <laughs> well, like ruined that kind of, that movie there, but it's a good movie. Uh, That's but, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, seventies. Fucking get a grip. Watch it. Jeff Goldblum is in it as well. Donna Sutherland and Jeff Goldblum. But um, 
going back is that then I watched it like later on when my little heart was already broken mm, and I was like we're just so old and bitter now and I was like oh fuck they, they should just be alone fuck and everybody yeah, else kind of thing. yeah they, 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 he should just open the shop and he'd be much happier just like going to the bar and frequenting, <laughs> frequenting the the prostitutes and I was like uh, and obviously that's not what I think now but at the same time is that now when I look back it's kind of yeah, it's like flawed and they, uh, they're they foolish and everything, but everybody were and you're moving through that. But then when we get like, now that I watched it again, I'm kind of, but it's so much more life that they get in that period of time, you know? Yeah. And I'm just w- wondering like what it would be when I watch it again, like in five, six years time and I'm like much older. And would I like if, let's say I had a similar life then that they have at the end of this movie yeah how my experiences would judge separately even though it'd be like quite similar I imagine that like falling in love doesn't matter if you're 18 or like 27 or 30 like if you fall in it's love it's stupid like. it's so stupid and it, like the only difference is that you can hide the stupidity a bit yeah. better like you, and you much quicker get that like wait 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 the other shoe's gonna drop something bad's gonna yeah. happen you know like whereas whenever you're like 18 you're just like Love. Okay, we've just we've gone off topic. Um, no, but like favorite it, things. But in <laughs> a way, it is part of the topic because th- this is the kind of movie that I again and again mentioned that I like that it's, it makes me re-examine my own life in a way, yeah. but without feeling autobiographical, and it uses the language of cinema to you to, to that, that effect. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing more cinematic than a musical. <laughs> Very colorful one. I oh, like, the colors. I like purple. The colors are intense. So much purple. <clears throat> but it's not even just like, because I think the color palette tends to overwhelm in this film, whereas yeah. um, I think it's beautifully shot. Like, really well shot. Yeah. Like the, oh, it's just the framing. And like, the really like subtle uh, movement as well. And like, it's just very, like really, really nicely put together. And I do like as well how the color fades slightly and we get more rain as it goes on. Yeah. And then to the, then to the point of like the, the final scene where like, oh, it's everything like, and the reds and the whites and the snow and the, oh, everything. It's like, that just, it's so perfect. And the um, camera just pulling back at the end with the, but the music gets like choir voices as well. Oh, oh yeah. It's the like music so is very good. powerful on that point. Oh, if only they weren't singing. Uh, anyways, uh, Ricardo, what was your favorite thing? The singing. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, like, <laughs> well, the th- singing in the performances, I think that like uh, this movie would not work without uh, you believing the love between Guy and uh, Genevieve. Uh, Genevieve. And I think that it, it comes across very strongly. Uh, yeah, he has his own little tune. And... Um, yeah, and I, but like the singing gives a, a different dimension that also makes it like if, like really memorable in a way that I think that, and as well it gives them more emotion. And like I said when I said about uh, Les Mis being a, a musical, the the music kind of fills it, allows mm. the movie to do much more. They even though like you said that they it might take longer to say what they say. Mm-hmm. But because the music is adding a different layer there, is that it saves having to do another scene for it to show two emotions. 
Let's yeah, say. I think I would need to think to watch this again to and really focus on the actual music, not the singing, the music, yeah. because I feel like I, I, you know, heard it, but it, I didn't kind of assess it as much as I assessed everything else. And then as well, I had like oh, and it's like it's genius how like it, it weaves through like even little notes. Like I said, when Madeline walks in, mm. that you hear a little note in the score that goes up for you to that you got it. That is for mm. you to realize that Guy's gonna ding, end ding, up ding, with ding, the, ding. yeah. Because um, then you start feeling the melancholy before anything else, before anything ha- has happened. You like, already know that he's going to end up with her. Yeah. But without saying anything. It's just the music goes up there. Yeah. And you're like, See, some subliminally of my favorite, going um, like, oh yeah, this is going to happen. Some of my favorite moments were... Um, so what's your favorite moment? Uh, well, my favorite thing is is like the production and the, 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 the color and the... Not necessarily maybe the set design because some of it's a bit insane. Um, but yeah, just the way the shot and then the, the feel of it and, and like the little town and the... Like, yeah, that... Definitely my favorite thing. I still can't but believe they didn't think no, the Sherborg was a fucking real know. place. Um, <laughs> With the amount of French cinema that you have watched. I don't know. That is true. I've watched them. Like in my agent that at least one had at least a map that had like Sherbrooke yeah, on there. I mean like Sherbrooke's not that big and France is massive. Sherbrooke <laughs> is one of the biggest fucking regions. It's the whole peninsula. It's like the, the big like arm like well, the guard the arm stopping like, you <laughs> stopping traffic going to, into the rc like. to be fair to be to be fair um to french cinema an awful lot of it is parisian based uh to be fair but um uh yeah so i, I mean like, the, the, the production is amazing but um one like some of my favorite moments were just the kind of like the movement between scenes often where some they're just kind of like it's 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 often um gee where he's just like walking along yeah. or and it's like the score is very light and it's just following him like i love those little moments yeah i i, I really like this movie <laughs> uh, i like also the when they're gonna cook and she has like two fish and like a tomato and lettuce and it's yeah. like gonna cook Salad. dinner now mm. <laughs> <laughs> time for lunch <laughs> i know whole fish <laughs> yeah i love like the weird little houses as yeah. well like that don't really seem to make any sense where it's like oh we're in the dining room oh we're in jenny's bedroom and it's like <laughs> it's just really strange well, also, and it like, feels like the walls are like movable it's like so strange and i love when they're pretending to run the the, the shop you can tell their customers <laughs> don't know and the mom have never worked in a shop before yes. i'm just like, cleaning things <laughs> just showing her like like yeah. if it's like a, a fancy like bottle of wine here is an umbrella what color umbrella would you like like <laughs> i love when your mom p- pops in in the middle of the of the fucking uh of one and things like he's like asking for the butcher shop or something he's <laughs> like, like Next door. Oh, da, da, da. <laughs> just slap uh or no it's a hardware shop yeah but i i love how <clears throat> fucking crazy the the shop is and then how fucking dead it becomes when it becomes the laundromat and when is yeah. just sitting standing there so depressing but even when they're like building it and uh you know they're there he's like sees them when they're like painting the sign they're like wheeling and they're like brand new washing machines and it's just like mm. and then in my head because it's a musical it's like washing machines live longer wake Alga. we're not affiliated don't think they do fucking podcasts anyways <laughs> what was your least favorite thing Besides the singing, <laughs> the singing, obviously. Like I mean, it's, 
How could it be anything else? I'm surprised like, that we uh, it took us. I couldn't sneak in as singing in the rain pond, considering that it's called the umbrellas of the Cherbourg. God, we really let ourselves down yeah. there. Like. <laughs> that was an easy goal there. I mean, <laughs> I'm disappointed in us. Yeah. Uh, but mostly in you as the master of puns, particularly the uh, the <laughs> particular brand of Twitter punnery, uh, <laughs> which is your <laughs> cheese and cake base. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is your least favorite thing? Yeah, fucking dead eyes over there. Like. <laughs> I just so weird like <laughs> well, what was her name Madeline uh, Ellen Farner but yeah I wonder what else uh, good old Ellen was on <laughs> probably like fucking the nine o'clock news like. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh. even thinking about her like she, oh yeah like, the, that's she's a, weird a thing. future Mrs. Bates and like, the, that's the thing is that she's like perfectly like, she's very beautiful and like it's just her performance it, it looks like somebody that programmed a robot badly yes. not even yeah, it's properly not even like it's not even in that kind of like slightly affected movements of yeah. like you know like really good ai or something where you're like i know you're a robot but you're you know it's really you know she doesn't look like she's processing any emotions it's like a fucking online <laughs> multiplayer game and she's lagging <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> She just needs to be charged. Like, even, like, the blinking is, like, oh, really yeah. slow. Oh, sequence is well. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, they should get fucking Richard Gere to be, like, the blinking coach, you know? There's <laughs> movies that you have the acting coach. Yeah. blink like a human? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old blinky eyes. Um, they just <laughs> sit in a dark room. It's like, don't stop until I can hear you blink. <laughs> that was the umbrellas of sure work. Um, which I... I I liked, um, despite barriers. Um, so, I love. It's amazing. Mm. Watch it. It's good. Watch also if you like this. Uh, Lady Mozel de Rocafort and Lola as well. But also uh, keep an eye out for Agnes Varda. Oh, she'll be coming be up pick. soon. Yeah. Which I a hundred percent. That's the thing is that a hundred percent now that the four films that are in contention that you're gonna love. For, but this was more like. A curveball to bookend this with uh, baseball analogies. <laughs> I really need to pick a fucking Kevin Costner film. So. Next week's film is Orla's Pick, which is... Harlan County, USA from 1976. I am putting mm. the toe back into the documentary pool. Is it a Polish movie? <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> I think it's going to be, you know, and then sort of interesting topical in the land of Trump. Is it as good as Mark um, Farland, US? <laughs> hey, um, double chemical cause, no reference. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, where can they find us, Ricardo? That was a double pay. Triple fucking baseball reference. They can find us at the Rec Game on Twitter, the Recommendation Game on Facebook, uh, the Recommendation Game on gmail.com. And also on Dublin Digital Radio every Monday, 11 to 12, and on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. Also, uh, check out on the website for Dublin Digital Radio their new Patreon account that we're running to uh, help us and support independent Irish radio. So, I was Ricardo Deacon. I was Orla McNeil. Thank you. 
for listening. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>